this is, uh, welcome to the Golden Globes. Uh, already the teleprompter's down, so this is a great way to start the show. I can do, uh, I can do, this, I can do impressions. What do we do here? I can think of something. Uh, cut to Justin Timberlake, please, and then he'll be able to do so Just wink at me or something, yeah. Spoiler alert! This show show explores television content that's been available for consumption for quite some time. If a spoiler or two slips into the conversation, well, you were warned. Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. This is 30. 30 of the show show. I feel like we just got to 20. 10 episodes ago. Man, oh man. 10 whole shows ago. I did a Sick Boy podcast this week. Oh, you did it? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. They picked me up from the hospital after the scope. That's kind of what you wanted to do. Yeah, I. But I, I was, ho- I was hoping the drugs were going to put me more out of it. But I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if the girl was, if the girl, if the gastroenterologist <laughs> was more worried to give me drugs that might put me out because I was, I have diabetes and sure that she was worried about me like going into a coma if I went completely out. I think as a rule with anesthesiologists, which I realize it's not exactly what it was, but like, I, I think as a rule, there are just some people, some experts who are very sparing. Right. And some who are very right. liberal. And this is true with doctors who prescribe stuff too. Sure, like some yeah. doctors you can get to give you anything. Right. And other people are real stingy. Because I felt it. Like I, I wanted to be in a place where I felt no pain at all. Right. But no, I definitely felt a tube going down my throat that's kind of not the point yeah 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 I, w- w- what is the point just well i don't know what the point is but i yeah. i, I kind of think like if they're gonna drug you yeah. they may as well make you not miserable right yeah exactly exactly it, it seemed like they were more just drugging me enough to be compliant oh. <laughs> like it was like well <laughs> it seemed like maybe they were giving me anti-anxiety stuff which okay. i wasn't really that anxious about it anyway sure go for it guys but so how was it being a guest on another person's podcast now that we've done 30 hours of this? It felt a lot more comfortable and a lot more like fluid. Right. Yeah. Interesting. There, and you were all you were also drugged. So. I was also drugged, <laughs> so that might have been the reason for yeah. it. We were in the back of, like it was literally on the ride back from the hospital. So I was in the back seat and they had kind, they purchased this this recorder that they could hold up front. Basically, it was a like a mic. I have just I have like a pretty fancy little recorder like that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've often thought that we should have it going as a backup recorder because sure, yeah. this contraption always craps out. Mm-hmm. But I've never been that proactive. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that was. Uh, and do we know for sure that you do in fact have celiac? The, yeah. The doctor basically said, "Okay, I would just start going gluten free right now. We don't have the the biopsy back because they actually like take." little pieces from your stomach Mm -hmm. and biopsy that and uh at some point did you get to have one really luscious gluteny oh i was i was doing it for weeks like there would be a couple times where i'd be like oh let's just go have a double big mac from mcdonald's and and on the sunday (laughs) double big mac and on the sunday when i was watching football i thought you know i'm not gonna get to have kfc ever again i don't think so I'm going to go order basically the most intense KFC meal, which I could. And it had a sandwich and popcorn chicken and fries and two pieces of fried chicken. Did that feel kind of commemorative? Did that feel like kind of sad in a way? Like I have, this is almost ceremonial. I have to eat this like it's a special moment. Um, It would if I had no symptoms of celiac. But yeah. since I did have <laughs> symptoms of celiac, it was like, no, let's, I mean, 
it's delicious, mm-hmm. but I'm also kind of going to suffer. And then I'm going to like page one rewrite on yeah. the day after my, or the day of my scope. You paid the price. Yeah. I read a story today does. about a, a girl. She's 17 in the UK and she, the only thing she will eat mm-hmm. is chicken McNuggets. Oh my God. And she will eat the fries. She's seven. She's uh, no, she's 17. Oh, okay. Yeah. And ever since she was two, it's basically the only thing she would eat. Like since before she could even properly talk or walk, she would only eat McDonald's and like her eating the fries is her being cooperative. What? Otherwise, she just eats the chicken chicken McNuggets, and she's in the news because she was rushed to the hospital with severe anemia and all kinds yeah. of other dietary she's issues. She's never gotten any nutrients she's, in her life. She's like thin. It might be because she's seventeen, but she hasn't. Yeah, you're right. She has no nourishment in right. her body, and she just thinks it's like this cute thing about her. <laughs> they call me McNugget McGee. <laughs> no, McNugget McGee. You're going to die at yeah. age 18. So I don't know. Like McDonald's makes delicious products. Like on the one hand, you have to you have to hold McDonald's to a point. You have to hold them accountable for creating crappy products. But also... No, they're not to be blamed for, you know... I mean, you can make this argument about so many different things. People who create paint thinner shouldn't be held to the fire because if you, sn- if you sniff, sniff paint, paint thinner every day, you, you know, you, you know, inherently these things are bad for you. You're so right. I know, but it just seems like the reaction of the public to blame McDonald's and to judge McDonald's for its greasiness and for its sodium content. And it's not like it's a secret. Yeah. I think McDonald's should come out and say like, Hey, Whoever thought don't this do was that. a good idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't recommend this. Right. None of our employees do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so wait, there's obviously something super wrong with the parenting at some point. If at no point they thought we need to shut this shit down yeah. at age two when she's saying, oh, I want to eat her chicken McNuggets. And they're like, oh, okay. But this is why I have no patience for picky eaters in general. Like, it's okay if there's a handful of things you just don't get. They're just sure. not your cup of tea. Of course that's okay. Right. But there are some people, like Becky used to work with this girl who was a nice enough girl, but she was like a non-cartoon version of this girl. Like, right. she wasn't like, it wasn't a joke, but she was eating McDonald's five days a week easily. Oh, God. And she just... And, and she was one of those people who you would say, like, you know, why don't, why don't you eat some brown rice yeah. instead of French fries? Ew. <laughs> it's just her reaction. Right. That's gross. Yeah. And she's never eaten brown rice. <laughs> right. Uh, she's only eaten McDonald's. She's only eaten McDonald's. The very idea of sushi or, or stuff that's not even necessarily that good for you is just better than McDonald's. Just repulses her because she won't even consider trying it. Right. So she just eats McDonald's. Okay. And there are a lot of people who are like that. On the one hand, it's because they're not educated in nutrition. Sure. And where I'm going with this is um, picky eaterdom is irresponsible because it's fucking hereditary. If you eat junk food right. every day... Yep. Your kid is going to eat junk food every day, especially if it's because you never learned how to cook or you never learned how to make something healthy. Yeah. Your kid's never going to know either. And it's just going to be passed down generation to generation. You're right. It's an irresponsible thing to do. I think it kind of works both ways. Like I do have a lot of dietary restraints, but I don't think I would enforce those on my kids. I'd let them 
eat whatever they well, want. Well, yours is different because it's a medical thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. And you you know how to uh, but make, make think... somebody uh, an egg and bacon sandwich. Sure. Right. Yeah, but you would think that you know if if my wife and I are eating gluten free. Mm-hmm then the kids are probably going to... But I don't think we'll force that on Sure, you're right, though. There are situations like that where the mom is vegan, and so they want their child who's just come off mush to be vegan. I think that's unethical. Yeah. I think. I mean, I don't know. I think maybe veganism is more ethical than eating animal products in general. Right. But it's so hard to do properly. I heard a crazy fact that if we just stopped eating beef, it would cut down on, like... 90% 90% of the waste. Oh my god. That that comes from and, and although uh chicken like basically accounts for 70% of the meat we eat, mm-hmm. if we just stopped eating beef, that would cut back on 90% of the waste that comes with creating Oh my god. beef products. The amount of water that's used to produce like one pound of beef yeah is astonishing it's crazy i've never watched any of these documentaries but i i heard who was it he was on a podcast recently and he was talking about it i think he was like a uh oh he's on the tim ferris show and i think he was a writer or no he was a political blogger okay ezra no not ezra ezra koenig is the lead singer for the vampire Vampire weekend Weekend. he's not a political blogger but it was ezra some ezra klein okay political blogger all right and he was talking about that interesting those documentaries are not the kind with a happy ending (laughs) no i can't see you watching them anyway no not really right not generally a little bit too much slaughter in there for you yeah not so much my cup of tea i like to stick to the golden globes (laughs) um Speaking of uh, TV in general, yeah, uh, that was a poor segue by me, but that's I'm going to roll with it. I made an easy one when I said the Golden Globe. <laughs> yeah. Because we're going to talk true. about that. All around the Golden Globe of ours. Exactly. Speaking of Golden Globes. Right. Um, no, uh, finished the OA. You finished it? Yeah. Eight episodes. Yeah. So. Went okay. all through it. Okay. So, so was it you I was talking with where somebody asked... Somebody was talking to somebody and asked what they thought of it in the end, and the mm-hmm. other person said, that's a very complicated question. Right. I don't know if I like it. It is. It, and, and it wasn't me, but that's the feeling a lot of people have. Right. And I hope it was intentional the way that they ended it, and it really must have been, because it's one of those shows where you, when you end, you realize, but wait a second, like, why was that guy there? And what, what, that, wait a second. Why is this supposed to all tie together? And you start asking questions, and then you start looking at fan theories online. They're not even really fan theories as much as kind of just facts. Okay. And People just piecing things together. Yeah. You kind of think it has a sloppy ending, but then you realize, wait a second. No, I think there's something that we're supposed to have caught here. Okay. That isn't isn't explained i think there's going to be a second season i was going to say is it left open enough that there's room for more i believe there will be a second season okay if there if there wasn't meant to be a second season then i think it's a little bit weird so how does the rest of the series pan out in terms of balance between weird girl in the suburbs Mm -hmm. and uh weirder little girl in some kind of uh post-life state with creepy gypsy angel right so so weird girl in the suburbs basically finds five kids in the suburbs to tell her story to right so every week it's basically going back and talking about her time 
in captivity okay to the five people Mm -hmm. and the overall i guess kind of point of the show is they were trying to she escaped and was trying to go back and find one of them who she essentially loved but like also try to free the other people but homer yes yeah but she thought that the rest of the people she thought everyone might be in a different dimension okay because you go into basically like another dimension it gets very like supernatural yeah. woo yeah. and then the end the ending are you gonna give a spoiler no i don't think so okay but it kind of takes you for like whoa this was a kind of a, a weird like turn that i didn't expect at all it's one of those endings that makes you have to rethink everything you've already seen right like, exactly. maybe what i saw wasn't what i thought i was seeing that's basically exactly it yeah okay that's kind of trippy yeah and then you realize but wait no maybe it was because there was these things that you know these facts which i won't go too deep into but it's a show that makes you think more than others and jenna and i were kind of watching it like watch the end like wait what wait, that doesn't make sense at all because if this <laughs> happened to her, then that should have like, you know. Right. And we just kept rhyming off things and I was texting my friend and, you know, I mentioned a couple of fan theories and he's like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah, no, there's no way that it, because I, I it basically ended and I said, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed, it seemed a bit sloppy, but wait, if you read into it more, there's some cool stuff. Isn't it I, interesting that we're in this new advent of science fiction on television and in quality storytelling. And I'm not talking about uh, stuff that happens in space, right? like Star Wars. I, I mean like this societal commentary stuff that's supposed to make you think about who we are as a, a species and what we're doing that's wrong. Yeah. Like with Westworld and with Black Mirror, and it seems like there's an element of that in this show. There is a little bit. It's not as clear. There was also, I wanted to bring that, bring this up when we were talking about the OA last week, um, it's interesting that they leaned on technology as much as they did, at least in the pilot. And I don't know how much that um, that stays as a through line through the series. But um, the very first thing you see in the series is something through the lens of an iPhone taking a video. Oh, yeah, then, that's true. And then she spends a good portion of the... What are you doing? <laughs> the, no. <laughs> All right. Um she spends a good portion of that episode trying to get Wi-Fi and trying to search through the internet to right. find stuff. And no, that's not that's not really a through line through okay. the rest of the series. It actually really only happens in the first episode. Interesting. Yeah. It's, I, I only say that because I think horror, one of the reasons horror is kind of having a, a difficult time right now is that the technology that exists in our world requires writers to be much more creative. Right. Like a cell phone gets people out of most of their problems. Yeah. And so it's such a common trope in thrillers and horror stories that people end up in some remote location where they have no cell service right and that convenient <laughs> um so to use technology overtly in something that's inherently a thriller is kind of brave right because it takes away a lot of your scapegoats yeah no i wouldn't say that the show is a prime example of something that okay that does that but but no good good thinking that's i'm always Def- thinking definitely good thinking um what else did i watch i'm i'm through the first two episodes of Sherlock. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's holding up. Like they They're like a little older now. Is that have they kind of jumped ahead a little bit? Like I saw a still where Watson had like jet gray hair. Yeah, he does. I, I guess I didn't realize that he didn't before. 
I mean, I guess he's had gray hair for a while. He's yeah. probably pushing 50, that guy. But yeah. um, I think he has a kid now. Is that right? He does in the series. Yeah. 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 yeah it's it's a bit. It's, it's easy for that much. show to hold up because they don't, they don't develop it. They don't overdevelop it. No. You're, you know? Well, they kind of do. They okay. bring in these random new characters that are supposed to kind of expand the story a little bit. Right. It seems like every season. I almost kind of wonder if it's formulaic. If I watched it all over again. It's like, okay, and here's the second episode where they'll bring in this new character who's going to put a kink in everything, and you're not sure you know everything about them. Yeah. But, but it, it, you know, for entertainment purposes, it's bang on. I've seen the first three episodes of This Is Us now. Oh, yeah? That is exactly the weepy melodrama we need. Right. It is just like, as long as it toes the line and is careful not to enter Grey's Anatomy territory. Right. And it can really hold on to something special. And it's like, it is right up my alley. Nice. Yeah. I, I like the first episode. I, ma- I forced Jen to watch it. There are more twists. Oh, really? They're, like, as the series goes on, there are more things uh, that make you go, oh. Is it, it worth watching? I, I would. Yeah. Well, okay. the doctor appears again. Does he? The doctor you love. Score. Yeah. <laughs> that was the reason I, I finished the first episode. You love that, that OBGYN. Doctor. I was all in on that OBGYN. <laughs> Um, speaking of, uh, nominate, I hate how I always just try to roll into the next it's thing. Fine, but speaking man. of, speaking of, um, golden globes. Yeah. What'd you think? Overall thoughts? I thought overall it was a really, okay. Can you give me a second? <laughs> yeah, sure. I can't believe what's happening. This cat is, I think terrorizing the house. Definitely oh, knocked over oh, a shelf oh. or something. Colin's screaming. No, threw a cat out of the room. Cat looking inquisitively. Oh, just recently? Okay, so the cat got in the cupboard and <laughs> fucked shit up. Oh, she started eating her food that was in the cupboard? Oh, yeah. Wow. Mia is uh, on the larger side of things. <laughs> if an actor had to play her, it would be Chrissy Metz. <laughs> Which is the from This Is Us? Is yes. The- <laughs> no, that's not fair. <laughs> She's not that big. Not fair to Chrissy or not fair to Mia? It's interesting that she chose now to break into the cupboard where her food has always been. Like, she sleeps in that room every night. Really? Yeah. So do you think maybe she's been doing it secretly? No, because she can't do that discreetly. Right. She can't that open. made a lot of noise. <laughs> no, she... Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the Golden Globes. I thought it was a, a lazy broadcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what's interesting I'm not not that I'm the kind of person who's going to give Mariah Carey the benefit of the doubt too sure. often. Yeah. Um, but she pointed all her fingers at the production company mm-hmm. for the failure on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, and everybody was so quick to point the blame back at Mariah. No, it's not the professional's fault. You were, and there's probably some truth to that as well. Yeah. But their very next event was the Golden Globes. And the very first thing that happened is the teleprompter is down right. for like three minutes. Yeah. So they're not having a very good start to 2017. It's not great. No. no. Um, I Yeah, it was kind of surprising that Jimmy Fallon couldn't really hold his own there. No, he he was very panicked. Yeah. Very, and I, you know what? I've been stranded in broadcast 
yeah. unable to get out and not knowing what to say. And it's not a fun feeling. You do, I guess, kind of trap yourself in your own head when you're thinking, how long am I going to have to do this for? And, yeah. You know, there's a schedule that we're supposed to be running on and we practice this over and over. And, and it wasn't clear to me when the prompter came back up, like he was wise to not go, oh, there it is. And then go right. like very overtly into jokes again. Yeah. But it left me wondering like, okay, this... 30 second Chris Rock impression was this in the script right. because you've been doing this impression for how long? Right. You know, so it was, I thought that was okay. No, oh my God. People didn't like the Chris Rock thing. I thought it was like exactly what Chris Rock would say. Look, about. the impression's good. It's always been good. Yeah. He does like four guys really well. Right. Adam Sandler and Chris Rock and Robin I, Williams. I just thought the premise was, was Chris Rock esque. I bought it. Yeah. I, mean, I I didn't think the monologue was even a hair funnier than a Tonight Show monologue. No. Like, after seeing three years in a row of Tina and Amy yeah. really biting. Right. Like, really saying stuff that you're like, I, I can't even believe you said that Wasn't sentence. was three years in a row? Three years in a row they did it. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, didn't Ricky Gervais come back at one point? Like, he did, and he's done it two or three times for sure. Yeah. I don't know who did it last year. I don't know if it was... I don't think it was Tina and Amy last year. Um. But I just really, I can't help but think that uh, that it should have been Seth Meyers. And after seeing him interview Kellyanne Conway last night, yeah, he has, any respect he didn't have for me before, he has in spades now. He is such a pro Seth at Myers. what he's doing. Was yes. it was it, uncom- was it a, an all-out beratement? No, it was, was perfect it, because he, he was... He wasn't letting her get away with anything. He was congenial to her. He was but very was still he was kind of finding his spots. To... But he was he was going. Nope, you just lied. Like he oh, was really? he was perfectly comfortable going. No, I'm not going to listen to that. Right. But she's also such a, a spin doctor. Yeah. That she wasn't awkward either. Right. They just were not friends. They were just two people smiling and hating each other. Awesome. And he did it so well. That, I mean, especially since the show itself, the Globes, turned into a political night. Like, why would you hire the guy who everybody's kind of peeved at for ruffling Donald Trump's hair? If you want to talk about Donald Trump, and that is the national conversation, the international conversation, why not get a guy who's doing it every night and is not afraid to go there? Well, because NBC also has ties to Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, and... uh, Sort of, dude. But, like, they fired him, too. Did they really fire him? They absolutely did. Yeah. Oh, okay. He just owns a part of The Apprentice. Right. He's like an owner of that show. So gotcha. he still has producerial um, leverage, I guess. Right. But, but no, I mean, they're definitely. Maybe and, NBC's and, also just scared of going after NBC the president. NBC News <laughs> goes after him. MSNBC? Yeah, that's Rachel true. Maddow? That's like true. those guys go after him constantly and he hates them. Yeah. He held his first press conference in like 125 days or something today. Yeah. Which is like cuckoo bananas. <laughs> and it was just uh, it was just him shutting up reporters. Right. He, only one, talking to specific people. I saw one reporter got in like a shouting match with him. Mm-hmm. That's, about- that's not appropriate, Mr. Trump. Is that, what did he yeah. say that about? Uh, he called him fake news. No, I'm not talking to you. You're fake news. <laughs> Wow. Just, which is just, it's just true in his eyes, yeah. right? It's whatever Trump sees, whatever Speaking doesn't... of lazy rhetoric. Right. Whatever doesn't <laughs> align with how he feels, 
it's it's not only inconvenient for him, it is objectively wrong. Which is why when Meryl Streep criticizes him publicly, Mm -hmm. she's suddenly overrated. Right. She's just overrated because she doesn't like you. Right. Right? And it's the same when he says it about Jon Stewart and Jerry Seinfeld and Mm. Hamilton and everything else that's popular. Yeah. Yeah, he's really going after some, like, loved uh, icons. Yeah. And hoping that he'll still be. Uh, Like, what is, do they do a kind of an approval rating right now before he's even in office? When's his inauguration? Next Friday. Next Friday. Ugh, God. Good thing it's a Friday, just so people are like, well, at least we're off work now. Yeah, that's what he's going to (laughs) say. All right, it's the weekend. I'm going back to New York. Yeah, I'm going to golfing. Like, did you see any of Obama's speech last night? It was his last address. I heard parts of it. It was like, I can't believe this is a real person. I can't believe this is not a character that someone wrote. And, And so many people were like, like praising him so much and and you know there's i guess been ups and downs throughout his campaign sure. and but there's no, there's nothing so damning about his presidency that you know we we've already got the most damning thing that's going to well we've already got something that's 20 times more damning yeah with Donald Trump in the grabber pussy video sure then yeah then and maybe the golden showers video and the golden showers video which came out today the guy hasn't even gotten into office yet how did this happen i know he's just exempt from so many traditional political rules which are that if a scandal happens it's over for you right and he just doesn't apply to them because he doesn't apologize for them no and some people respect that um in overlooking so much other stuff but it just it just seems like ignorance yeah I mean, it'll be an entertaining four years. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Let it let the chips fall. And I don't know, but I don't know. Isn't that fucking crazy? It's fucking crazy. I guess that's Obama's biggest mistake is in not noticing. I don't know if he was in the bubble some of us apparently were in, but right. not noticing how fucking divided that country was. Because yeah. look how it got. People were right. so mad that a black guy was in there for for eight years that they're willing to to vote in that guy. Yeah. On the premise that he's blue collar and looking out for the little <laughs> yeah, guy, the billionaire, it's so with funny. a gold toilet. Yeah, it's so funny the way that that people like poor people in the states don't like want less taxes taken away from them, even though it helps them more. Yeah, like there's like that's like where welfare programs come from. Right, they're like, oh, this guy's gonna cut taxes, and this makes so much more sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't understand how it works, right? You know, and you're not gonna get taxed as much as everyone else. I know, but he, but he talks to them in at like a third grade reading level. Yeah, and everybody's on the same page, and everybody's cool. Right, and... we get him. I just love hearing the way he talks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anyway, so obviously Meryl Streep was a highlight. I thought that was like very classy and so so clever. Hugh Laurie brought it up first about how like Hollywood, foreigners, and the press, right? Yeah, <laughs> as the Golden Globes in general, just very um, mal represented by the current American administration. Yeah, yeah it was good. It was it, it was exactly what you would expect Hugh Laurie to say too. Yeah, which I was happy about. He's I haven't seen him in a while. Balding. Yes, Did you notice? Is. Yeah, yeah. He, and he's got his hair kind of long. I don't know if that's for a part or whatever, but he he's looked... He's trumping it a little bit. I also expect him to stand up and grab his cane Yeah, every time. Yeah, I kind of expected him to limp off the stage. La La Land, of course, uh, broke the record. Most 
uh, Golden Globes won by a single film. Seems like there's a record every year that gets yeah, broken. You're probably right. I I saw a meme that said basically, I wish that someone looked at me the way that I or I wish I knew love the way that Hollywood foreign press loves La La Land. Yeah, no kidding. Because yeah, they were really went crazy with it, and Moonlight got. Uh, best drama best drama yeah which i kind of expected it's not a movie i really know anything about about. you should look up a couple i think it's kind of um like following the the um plight of a young black man into a mature black man and there's also some some like like professionally and sexually and and there's also some like homoerotic stuff i think that happens in it so it's kind of like playing that element into it it's nice that homoerotic probably isn't the best word for it but they've definitely gone the extra mile to make sure that oscars so white is not going to be an issue again this year which is not to discredit the um the films that are going to be considered for oscars that have um ethnically visible performers in them i'm not saying that but remember how last year there were like zero people of color nominated And it was like a big issue. And it was a big issue. Mm-hmm. But now they've got probably more than they typically would. Yeah. Um, and one thing they've been discussing, I think it's kind of grasping a little bit, um, is that a couple different people have confused hidden figures and fences. <laughs> yeah. And said hidden fences. Well, when they, when they were, who was it? Uh, Michael Keaton said it on stage. Yes. And somebody else said it on the red carpet But in it's front on of the Pharrell. teleprompter. Like, yeah, I found that weird too. It said, because uh, what was the girl's name? The bigger girl who's in Hidden Figures. I forget her name now. Octavia Spencer. Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Octavia Spencer. Fences. Yeah. It's like, how did you get that wrong? Well, and people are calling it racism. I don't well, know. Well, okay. I, I think there's, yeah. I, I mean, that's the most unconscious form of racism ever. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's even racism. I think it's just yeah. I'm standing up there in front of a lot of people, and the most the, I just said yeah. the word fences a minute ago, so it was on the tip of my tongue. Right. I think it's pretty forgettable. And how how would you fix that? Like, what do you suggest be done so that we right his unconscious wrongs? Yeah. Don't <laughs> let him play Batman again. You know. Yeah. That's for sure. Um. Oh, and speaking of fabulous black artists. Who won Donald Glover times two? Isn't that crazy? It's awesome. That's really crazy, and I was hoping for it. And he fucking thanked Migos for <laughs> writing "Bad and Bougie." Yeah, which makes the song so much better it's now. The second song on iTunes this week is it? Yeah, it's nice. Like suddenly, I every, listened to it today. Every white person is going to listen to that yeah. song, including me. It's a great song. Yeah, no, he especially. It's, it's a great song in like a funny way. Like I wouldn't expect anyone to say it's the best song ever. But, but I watched like, his his uh, press meeting afterward because everybody who wins has to go and answer questions by the press right and somebody asked him why he referenced that song and he's like because it's a dope song it's the best song to fuck to <laughs> yeah it's the best song to fuck to yeah. that's awesome and like especially when he won the first award um you could tell it was really authentic surprise yeah like he really didn't see that coming what did he say when he won best actor because i kind of just saw that today i i didn't go through the list of winners and i didn't realize that uh i don't know what he said he specifically i think well. i'd gone to bed at that point yeah i think i've seen it since but he's just very gracious yeah that's cool yeah that's really cool man what a year for donald glover he's probably gonna get a grammy too yeah that could happen he's he's halfway to an egot if that happens well yeah i said we're on egot watch for donald glover no one retweeted it okay <laughs> i think donald glover might have created the word egot too 
Do you think that that came from 30 Rock? Do you think that that it, was yeah. the first time I, I think people it was. Gods? I think that's where it was coined. Maybe. Yeah, I know that um, the likely next person would be Lin-Manuel because he's just an Oscar away. Right. Uh, and he's going to get nominated for an Oscar this year, but he'll probably lose to uh, City of Stars from La La Land. Um, I think Justin Timberlake's really close, isn't he? Justin Timberlake. I think he has an Emmy for Saturday Night Live. He would probably have an Emmy for Saturday Night Live. Definitely, Definitely has, Grammys. has a Grammy. I don't know that he has a Golden Globe, though. Was he nominated for Supporting Actor for... Uh... For Social I think Network? He might have been... Yeah. I don't know. He wasn't nominated for an Oscar. No. Okay. No. I he mean, could, he's, he, one, he, he's one he of those could, guys who probably will have one by the end of the He could walk out tomorrow and get a Tony if he wanted. True. So like. true. Um, the thing about Lin-Manuel is he's also got a MacArthur Genius Grant and a Pulitzer Prize. So if he has an, an Oscar, people are saying that he'd have a top gem, which is uh, T-O-P-G-E-M. Wow. And that's, that's pretty cool. And it's also a great word. Yeah. <laughs> um, top gem. So good for Donald Glover. Proud of that guy. He also, as part of the press conference, uh, somebody asked him about um, Lando, and he says he's had to give up eating anything he would enjoy. Right. Uh, also, speaking of that movie, they added Woody Harrelson officially today. On Star Wars? Yeah, to the Han Solo project. He's As gonna what? He's going to play Han's mentor. Interesting. Yeah. Did you hear about this movie that that uh, Woody Harrelson's releasing? In re- It's going to be a live movie? What? Yeah. It, it comes out January 19th. I don't know if it's... I think it might actually be happening in some theaters, too. What is it? It's a live... The movie is literally be, being done and broadcast live. And it's got Owen Wilson and Willie Nelson, and so it's like Woody when they Nelson. did Grease live on TV. But it's a a movie that he wrote. Okay, so it's all going down. Are they going to put it on like network or something? I'm assuming they will. Well, I don't know if it'll be on network TV or if it'll go basically live in Cineplex and then show repeats of that, or through a link then, online that theaters yeah. have access to that they can stream to their big screens or yeah, something. Yeah, I really have no idea, but I've, I've heard it advertised and I really want to look into it. I think we should do a podcast about Blackish eventually because that's like clearly sure. a celebrated show. Yeah, uh, and I've never seen it. Um, Tracy Ellis Ross won, Aaron Taylor Johnson won, which I was a little surprised by. Um, and uh, I think those are the big moments, I guess. Obviously. Oh, um, also, I'm getting all kinds of pop-ups on my phone. Um, Kristen Wiig and Steve Carell were hysterically. Yeah, funny. I was. I meant to bring up. Do you think that there will be a push to try to get there Steve Carell and Kristen Wiig to host? Already is. I don't think it, it works out as well if they host. I think they're good in little bit segments like totally. that. I don't think they're you, weird. You're not going to do a monologue, but or maybe you can between the two of them. But I just think it would be more of a letdown than. Well, you they're know. both so funny in absurd characters yeah like the thing about tina and amy mm-hmm. and even jimmy fallon is they're really excellent personalities right but steve carell for an a-list movie star is best when he's playing this awkward little guy and Kristen uh wig is also she her best characters are lunatics yeah so i just don't know if i see them as people right even when Kristen wig goes on talk shows she puts on costumes does she yeah or at least with jimmy fallon she does she puts on a different costume every time she's on? Yeah, she'll dress up as like, what did she dress? She dressed up as Justin Bieber once, I think, and some basketball player. I don't know if it was Steph Curry or I can just <laughs> picture her in a skin cap 
and a basketball jersey. Hey, did you see that uh, video of uh, Jimmy Fallon in blackface, I think, on Saturday Night Live doing the Chris Rock impression? Really? Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, this happened? I guess it was a different time. Yeah. Like, Tropic Thunder could never be made today. Like, that's a movie that I distinctly remember coming out. That, And even though it was done ironically, right? people would still not be okay with it. There would be yeah. outrage. You're right. I think you're right. I still haven't seen Tropic Thunder. Oh, really? Yeah, it's that's one of those amazing. movies that ever, no one can believe that I haven't watched. That's one I need to, like, write down. I'm sure it's on Netflix. always times where I'm thinking, I need to watch a movie. What should I watch? Yeah, that's, like, one of the classic comedies of our time. We're, like, up there with Anchorman. You think so? Yeah, I do. All right. It's really great. And, like, Ben Stiller's a good director. Yeah. And it's fucked. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll watch it. I would watch it. I'm into it. Um, was there any other big points that were missing? I, I missed the, the entire opening, the La La Land opening. I really like when Jimmy Fallon does the kind of Billy Crystal, like, uh, cold open with... Me too. You know? And it was... Movie, I mean, it was... Movie stuff? It was entirely a celebration of La La Land. Like, yeah. scanning so it, all the cars and... Right. So if you ha- hadn't seen La La Land, it, you're a it's, little Then it just becomes a musical number. Yeah. Right. Um, so it was fine. That leans very heavily on all of Jimmy's cliches. Right. Like, the uh, Justin Timberlake shows up. And, yeah. But it was fine, because I like Jimmy Fallon doing a musical number. Nothing will beat when he sang Born to Run to open the Emmys right. five or six that years was, ago. That was great. That was amazing. Um, but uh, I thought it was a fine opening, and then the monologue mm-hmm. shit the bed as far as I was concerned. Yeah. I also found it to be very loud, and I saw... There was a lot of talking going on in the crowd. And I... it's always kind of the most rambunctious yeah. of awards nights. I saw that it was raining in Hollywood, so I wondered if people didn't hang around on the red carpet as long, and they came inside and started drinking, and then they were sleepy and rambunctious right. by the time the show was going. Um, Very possible. Yeah. And then they don't do an in memoriam at the Golden Globes. That's for the Oscars. Right. They did an in memoriam just of Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher, though. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. That like, was nice. You specific. made me love you. Yeah. And then uh, Meryl quoted Carrie as her little lasting words. Right. Yeah, that was... Uh, Take your broken heart, make it art. People people liked that a lot. Yeah, people, people really... Liked, people liked Meryl. People like Meryl Streep. Yeah. <laughs> And it, there, that was another meme that was going around. That was, I wish anyone would look at me the way everyone in Hollywood looks at Meryl Streep. And it just showed shots of people watching Meryl Streep speak and just being so, like, loving. It's just so funny because, I mean, for a long time, people were outraged by everything Donald Trump said. Right. And he's done so many outrageous things since being elected. They're just not as tabloid sexy. Right. They're not... I grabbed her by the pussy. It, they're, they're, <laughs> I they're, want that to be a drop on this show. <laughs> they're, they're appointing frightening people to office. So it's just not as like, it's just not as colorful. Yeah. But he still does outrageous things. But in order for people to start talking about it again, he had to insult Meryl Streep. Right. Like that's, that's it, buddy. I know. This time you've gone too far. I know. Like insulting Meryl Streep might have been more ridiculous than hiring russian prostitutes to piss on a bed in russia <laughs> like that wasn't the biggest <laughs> news story today <laughs> it was the second base <laughs> i know uh, overrated Meryl. what is the situation there he hired russian we think I, anyway. I need to read into this i i got some of the story in, in bits and pieces today and i think you were in the same office when yeah when we were talking about it when we heard it yeah i don't know if i think it's true actually i don't know if i believe it's true i'm not i'm not giving the, him the benefit of the doubt i actually think 
I, I was thinking about this recently. I actually think Trump has no sex drive. <laughs> That's possible. I actually think he doesn't. That doesn't fucking matter. I actually don't think anything matters to him. Right. Except for image. Well, even in the Billy Bush thing, maybe he was just putting on such a front. Yeah. That, you know, he he's like, oh, my basically my dick stopped yeah, he's just like being 10 a years fuck ago. boy he yeah. was yeah no i don't i don't think he cares Man, you're dropping some knowledge today yeah aren't i i'm really a poet today yeah. i don't think he cares about a great steak or a great golf game or a great conversation i think it's or or, or a great lay like i think he just cares about image Strategic i think that's a hundred percent it yeah. it's just how powerful can other people perceive me yeah Right. Uh, th- this We were talking about Ann Coulter, I think, a couple weeks ago. I saw the roast of Rublo. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's so awkward the she's entire horrible. time. I just listened to Jeff so Ross painful. on Fresh Air, and he oh, yeah? was talking about it. About how they had jokes written for her, and she insisted on not using them. And she really? had, And it's just so fucking brutal. Ugh. And he, meanwhile, Peyton Manning, like, obviously they use the jokes that... Like sure, pa- Peyton Manning funny. had a writer, but but delivered them. So he was hilarious. Well. Was so was Jewel. Jewel was really great yeah. too. Um, One of the jokes someone had on Jewel was, "But I'm not going to badmouth you." God already <laughs> did that. <laughs> I also Which liked. Um, they called her. I think Jeff Ross called her Trailer Swift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That <laughs> I thought was that awesome. was amazing. No, it's just she and Coulter. She's she's just so hateful. And and Jeff Ross made the good point of when you go seventh. Even if you're not a likable person, you've curried enough empathy because you've taken so many jokes right. already sure. that people are willing to root for you. They want you to be funny. Right. And she's still tanked. It was so bad. Hateful. Ugh. Um, Delusion. So, <laughs> so we also watched a show. Yeah. This week. Not a classic show. Not a classic show. A new show. that A young are, show. Are people talking about this show? They're starting to. I'm starting to see people tweet about it. Yeah. Okay. Good. I think it's already been on maybe in other places. I think it has been because... You can access the whole series. Yeah, I was going to say. And now it's just being shown on HBO, which is a little bit weird. Yeah. I could have watched one through ten or however many episodes there are. The Young Pope. The Young Pope. Starring Jude Law. Mm -hmm. Young Jude Law. Eddie Bellazaro. Lenny. Lenny. Lenny Bellazaro. Bellazaro. (laughs) Did you like it? No, not really. <laughs> I mean, I watched it and it was yeah, I I could probably watch the whole series if I had, Yeah. if I was in a room with just that series, I would I would watch the whole thing cuz I'm curious to see what happens. That's exactly how I feel. Like I, I'm when just I, curious about it. When I first put it on, we only watched half of it because I was so Remember how I had to shut down the podcast last week cuz I was getting sick? Yeah. I was so incapacitated on Saturday. Right. Becky said she's never seen a person this sick. <laughs> and I'm such a baby when I'm sick. So it's right. just like I was lying on this couch and I was just moaning and I couldn't look at light and I hated everything. Wow. And uh, really sick. it was really something. And so we had to shut it down because it was just so weird. Like the very first <laughs> shot of the series is him crawling out of a pile of dead of babies. Dead babies. That was <laughs> like, never explained. Like that was, was never really what was the metaphor there. I have no idea. I kind of forgot about it as soon as it ha- as soon as he woke up from the dream. I forgot until we just until you just brought it up that there were a pile of dead babies. Literally I mean, a pyramid like 15 feet high. I mean, the babies can represent the fact that he's young. Right. And he like did he cut throats to be the Pope, because that's honestly what it, we just talked about Trump a lot, but like I couldn't help but draw comparisons between 
Lenny Belisario and Donald Trump. I was like, did this guy get to this position because he's desperate for the image? Right. And then I couldn't figure out if he's um, if he's a, a whiny brat who happens to be Pope or if he's actually going to drain the swamp of the Catholic Church and be a no-nonsense badass. Right, because in the dream that he has, he kind of says, I think you know, we should get abortions and, and he says a bunch of really cool stuff. Yeah. We should talk about masturbation again. People should be able to have sex. Yeah. You know, like priests too and yada, yada. And then, yeah, he says a bunch of stuff throughout the show. At one point he tells, you know, one of the like assistants or something, I don't believe in God. And then that was the end. The guy freaks out and he's like, I'm just joking. That's a joke. There was a bit of a through line about joking in the second half of the pilot though um because at one point i don't think it was with that character i think it was with his right hand man i forget the guy's name but the guy who likes soccer right um he jula makes a joke and then the other guy's like that's a telling joke and he says there are no telling jokes jokes are jokes right remember that yeah and then a couple times throughout the series jula himself says i'm just kidding Right. And so you're like, okay, are we supposed to assume that you're just kidding? Like, where is the truth in your joke? He tells that one guy, oh, yeah, okay, you're going to take care of, like, all the politics and yada, yada, yada. You're going to basically take care of everything. The guy says, oh, I think that's very fitting. He's like, I'm just kidding. You're not doing any of that. Right. And and Diane Keaton is going, (laughs) Sister Diane Keaton is going to do it for us. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even get that that was Diane Keaton for a while. Really? I was. It took yeah. me a sec. I was like, oh, hang on, because I remembered she was in it. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Right. Sister yeah. Diane Keaton. Because she was in a habit the whole time. <laughs> back in the habit. Yeah, she's back Diane in the habit again. Um, so, yeah, I guess I would watch it again. It was weird, but I like weird stuff, so that's fine. And I It was see, weirder than I thought it would be. I want to see how evil this Pope can be, because it seems like it's only going one way. I don't know if he's having a crisis of conscience at all about anything. Or if Well, I mean, just... you mentioned his crisis of faith, where he, he, he claims it's a joke, but he says, I don't believe in God because I don't believe right. God believes in me. or he, God then... doesn't believe that I'm capable of repenting, so I don't feel guilty about my sins. Right. And then the dream thing, too, where he says all these things, which, you know, a Pope would feel guilty about, right. I think. <laughs> yeah i think i don't know i don't know how popes are supposed to feel but i've never been the pope myself no we'll see there's still time yeah so i don't know if he's going to go over the edge or if he's going to get power crazy or if he's going to or if this is going to be a show about a pope who like outs a bunch of um child rapists and like <laughs> maybe it's that show although maybe. that pope kind of exists in the world now that did the pope out a pope bunch francis of yeah he he outed a bunch of people and excommunicated a bunch of people early oh, wow on. yeah as far as popes go he's been a much Pe- yeah people seem to like a him much a better pope he even said today i saw this in the news today pope francis um said that women should be allowed to breastfeed in public which oh. is like a thing that of course is true right but you don't expect that out of a pope right yeah i don't think that i didn't know that that was like a, a hill that catholics were willing to die on at all i think it's just considered an indiscretion sure yeah maybe just public nudity, I guess. Yeah. But I wouldn't even really consider it that. No, ever it's not. Since, ever since getting diabetes, I'm like, I'm going to shoot up in public whenever I want. And no right. one's going to be able to say anything. So, yeah, I understand that babies have to be fed and women have to feed their kids. And, like, 
for some reason it gave me a lot more sympathy. I should have been sympathetic anyway. But. Well, and the other thing about, and we don't, this is the only time I've ever been a part of something on the radio that was outraged over okay. was was a breastfeeding in public thing. And Whoa. I wasn't the person who said the controversial thing. So I just kind of sat there and observed but I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that this is a sensitive subject, although I feel like I'm on the right side of the argument in that, like you said, it's just a thing that has to exist. And it also seems like the outrage can over I, public I, breastfeeding. Go right, ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, can I ask what the position the other person in the room on the radio took? On it that? was the other one. <laughs> it was. Sure. Yeah. Oh, which is like, yeah, don't bring your boobs out. Right. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. That's surprising to me. Yeah, no, I know, <laughs> but sometimes people don't think before they talk. Right. Sometimes, yeah, anyway. Sometimes they just talk to talk. Exactly. And uh, also people change their opinions over time, right. you know, and that's that shows a real um, sign of character. If you can listen to other people's opinions and go, no, you're absolutely right. Right. Um, because very quickly were many moms on the phone um giving their two cents and so should they be but it's also a thing that people just feel outraged over mm -hmm. for the opportunity to be outraged about it they're right. like oh that's a thing that i can complain about right you know i've i've said stuff on the radio before that does not um solicit outrage but people have tried to twist it into a thing that they could claim they were offended over right because i've always maintained i'm just kind of talking to hear myself talk at this point uh, <laughs> i've always maintained that 85% of the time when people say they're offended, they're not. They, they just think really it's care. believable that they were. Right. Because people feel powerful when they can demand an apology from mm -hmm. somebody. Yeah. When they get that apology, it it really sets them high. Right. They usually don't care. I heard someone say recently that like when they get really angry emails, they'll sometimes respond with like, are you, are you having, are you hungry right now? Is this why you're so angry? <laughs> and either like three things will happen. They'll either not write back at all. Yeah. Because they just never believed that it was going to be read. Right. Two, they'll write back and they'll just be like completely furious. Or three, they'll like allow a discussion. So this is like a sociological tool that somebody uses yeah. to sedate someone. Yeah. Someone, someone basically does this or, or get them riled up and he doesn't really care. He's kind of like a business mogul that is this is a person we know. No, no, oh, okay. no. This is like, this is like a, his name's uh Ramit Sethi who he's like a, like blogger and finance guy. And it's very interesting because it is a little knowledge. condescending, but it also forces a person to check themselves. Right. To, to and to, cause it's very hard to prove that, well, you're basically, being rational well, and, and, in, in like a screamy way. And this is when people basically are trolling him. Yeah. You know, so in his words, it's kind of like, well, I mean, what gives them the right to troll me? If they, or if they troll me, then I should be able to like have some fun with them back. Right. Speaking of that, did you hear about what Wendy's is doing right now? No. Troll. Oh, my God. So people, Well, the troll, I, I saw somebody sent them a, a tweet and they snapped back and there was multiple things that they've been like just responding to trolls that are like yeah that's not real beef like where you like one person writes oh fresh real real beef well why is it that they uh deliver it in a 
in a uh, in a truck like right that's like, the one i saw yeah it was yeah. like it, it's, it's a freezer truck and they're like hey at whoever <laughs> where do you keep things that aren't quite frozen and then they responded and said like oh whatever your burgers suck and they're like well don't get mad at us just because for a second you forgot what a refrigerator was there. yeah like that, i know that was the funniest thing it's so simple yeah and it's classy it's yeah yeah it's i love great. it yeah and it makes it so much more personable yes you're like oh okay right like there's you know they're not all just customer service people saying oh well we hope that you can enjoy it next time when you come in and here's why and here's well you know who's really good at that stuff is bobby mack like yeah because q104 gets all kinds of wackadoos writing into their social media right and sometimes somebody just needs to be sedated and bobby mack is really good at saying no you're being dumb yeah, and well, no, but he'll sometimes take it to the opposite extreme where he just says, shut up and get out of here, troll. Like, Well, that's great. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I love that he has the freedom, and he's been talked to about that, I think. Oh, really? But he still just says, no, whatever, people get it, I'm Bobby Mack. Like, See if I can find, because I one time got a write-in from somebody who was just, like, trying to be outraged over something. Right. I don't know if I still have it, but, uh, yeah, I don't still have it. Oh, here it is. No, that's not it. <laughs> anyway, I, I had referred to uh, either Becky or Ed Sheeran. I'm not sure who I was referring to, but I referred right. to them as a ginger. Right. And he basically made it seem like saying ginger is the same as saying the N-word. Like dropping the N-ball. And, um, and so I read it on the air. I read his comment on the air. Nice. I had lots of fun with it. Sweet. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You have a microphone. You're always going to win. You're more powerful. Yeah. Definitely. Sometimes you don't want to be more powerful. Like today, today I, mean, I didn't want to be. Like I had power. the microphone on and like I was talking, doing my job, and like simultaneously I'm having the thought like I wouldn't want to be hearing this right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 if I heard me right now, I'd find me annoying. Right. But that's just the thing you feel sometimes. I at the end of a meeting today, literally had someone, one of our coworkers, say, "Well, to sum this meeting up, I think Matt said it best when he said." Ah, I forget what I was going to say, <laughs> which actually happened. I chimed in and said, I just totally forgot what I was going to say. Yeah. Sorry, guys. And you really yes, summed was, up was, the essence of that meeting. It was recapped. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Did we say everything about this show? Um, I just wrote at the bottom. Was he joking? <laughs> I uh, I think so. It'll be interesting to see how it's perceived. Like, I don't think it's going to get nominated for anything. I oh, think I think it's, it's too early to say that. Kind of a... Ball. I think it's the most expensive production that's ever come out of the Mediterranean. Well, that's true. And yeah, they have the, the a major set, movie star in it. I was wondering, do they do, like, did they make a fake Vatican? No, it was all filmed on location. Really? But... How did, how did the, the Vatican allow that? Because No, it was filmed on... It was... It, uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't filmed at the Vatican. It oh, was okay. filmed, like, on a, on a, on a set, set sure. on location, I guess right. is, I, I said that wrong. Um, but what is kind of cool, and I'm surprised the Vatican allowed this, is that all the costumes were made by, like, the Pope Taylor. Oh, my God. I don't know why. Like, you, you must not have seen the script, because the show itself inherently feels blasphemous, doesn't it? It feels critical yeah. of the Catholic Church. Right. It does not seem like a show who my mom, a Catholic lady, would be on board with. No, not really. Yeah. And also, I wanted to talk about the the implicit decision to make him American. Like, they got a British guy I know. playing an American pope, 
there's never been an American Pope. There probably never will be an American Pope. I just think morally it's a lot more interesting to see, like, that's, that's what I was that's thinking. That's what they wanted And that also out. draws in the Donald Trump thing. Like, does it make more sense that this guy is American if we make him power-hungry and self-centered? I think so. I think that's probably... It seems to kind of be the capitalist hotbed of the world. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm totally in agreement on that. Well, I'm glad we... We didn't. <laughs> I, I like to disagree about some things, but I really can't there. I think that's that's what it's about. It just seems like they had the opportunity to make him British, but they actively did not want him to be. Mm-hmm. And you kind of wonder what his parents' story was. Like, did he, his dad, I think, passed away. His mom, I don't know if she just bailed. Or... Well, it seems like he was kind of raised by the Diane Keaton yeah, character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Did you ever see yeah. Philomena? No. Steve Coogan and Dame Judi Dench? <laughs> It no. came out like two years ago. I think it was like kind of an Oscar contender. It was. It definitely was. Yeah, I, I've, I saw it. I saw it recently, actually. And it was. It was very nice. It was about uh, a real woman who was in the convent. She was in the nunnery. Yeah. Um, but she was kind of excommunicated for a time because she had a baby, and then she was welcomed back into the church, but only if she gave the baby up for adoption. And then the convent um, cut ties with the family that adopted the child so she spent the next like 50 years of her life looking for her child so she went back into the convent though yeah well she like spent the rest of her youth in the convent oh okay um and then it's the story about how steve coogan the reporter wants to help her find her son gotcha it was a nice movie cool it's kind of a feel-good movie steve coogan funny in it i mean there's some laughs in it but he's not he's not like zany british will ferrell in it right no is that the way you would des- describe Steve Coogan? <laughs> I, not necessarily. That's just what came out of my face now. Okay. Yeah. Came out of your face hole. It came out of my face hole. We're almost at an hour. I'd like to not cut before an hour. Sure. Okay. Um. What else? What else? Tables. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? I have it? so much cat food to clean up now because the Mia got... The Mia. The Mia got uh, all inventive. <laughs> In her attempt to... Figuring out how to open eat. a cupboard. That's pretty interesting. How do you think she did it? With her paw? I guess. I don't know. Was there a tool somewhere? Did she pick up a stick? I don't know. But now I have to like figure out a way... To I have to get like it. one of those child locks. Now, you just need like... You could stick like a fork in between the handles. You're right. And it wouldn't be able to... You're right. Just some kind of fulcrum yeah. to stick between there. A fulcrum. It's not what a fulcrum is. <laughs> I, I have no idea what a fulcrum is. I'm a fulcrum is like it. on a seesaw... Like if you were to put a board over uh, some kind of round um, cylinder, right, and make and make a seesaw, uh, like the cylinder it. is the fulcrum. Right. Okay. Um. Okay. So we talked about fulcrums. Uh, we talked about <laughs> cleaning cat food. Um. What else happened this week that I that we missed in terms of popular culture? I don't know, man. Like I've been having a really hard time prepping the radio show. Right, because you've been doing other stuff. No, because there's not anything happening. Oh. Like between Donald Trump and Barack Obama and Meryl Streep, there's nothing else to talk about. I've just right. felt strapped for things to say. It kind of feels like the world is still. Oh, I'm excited for uh, Lemony Snicket comes out in two days. Oh, that, on Netflix. That'll be cool. Yep. Um, is there any other new shows coming out that we were talking about? There always are. I saw a trailer for that. Uh, that show with Danny Pudi and Vanessa Hudgens where they live in yeah, the DC so, universe. So do you know what their jobs are in that? I think maybe they they work in some kind of field that 
They're insurance yep. insurance adjusters. Are they? So they're insurance adjusters in a town that's basically being ravaged by superheroes all the that time. That is so a brilliant concept. <laughs> Isn't that funny? That is so funny. I hope it I hope it does well. Me too. Is Danny Pudi and who else? Vanessa Hudgens from High School right. Musical. Right. I'm definitely open to it, although it's a network sitcom. I hope there's no like laugh track. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's got like a single camera yeah. vibe to it. I don't know of any laugh track multicam shows that are new besides that one with joel McHale. right do we know the the uh when the dave Chappelle stuff is dropping his new specials yeah no but i think it'll probably be a while yeah i was hoping that one would drop over christmas break and people would just be quoting new dave Chappelle. that would have been nice over christmas he's break. got a three a three picture deal with netflix doesn't yeah he? So maybe any one of them could drop any time because he hasn't done a lot of stand-up lately. No, but you can find clips of some of his stand-up and it's awesome. It's gold. Uh, some of it's not. Some of it's just him like workshopping it and chain smoking. Yeah. Up, up on stage yeah. being ripped. I think that probably happens some. But uh, we're probably due for um, some Louis C.K. stand-up too. Yeah. I think we're probably overdue for him. Yep. Or anything from him. Yeah. Like, tv wise or yeah that's know. true was horse and pete nominated for stuff i think it was just like one not golden globes no no not a single they might have had like a, a one or two things at the emmys but right no it's been he's been quiet yeah interesting we good i think so all right man all right oh uh, did you listen to the mark Marin with bruce springsteen of course how was that it was great yeah it was really lovely you know who was really nice too is james hetfield on yeah. Mark he's I like, what a I sweet guy. He's making the rounds. I yeah. heard him on Joe Rogan. And he was on Nerdist. And he was on Nerdist, and I didn't listen to that one. Me neither. It was him and Kirk Hammett. Although uh, Mark Hamill was on Nerdist today. And yeah. speaking of sweethearts. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like uh, he seems like such a nerd. Such a nerd. Like he really likes collecting comics and That's stuff. That's really I just the first the, half of the podcast they talk about I, I like his collections. Which one of those would you recommend the most to me? Because I I was kind of going through them today and I saw James Hetfield three times and uh, Mark Hamill and I was like, yeah, none of them are really like catching my eye that much. But maybe you just need something to listen to. Yeah, is that what you're asking? Um. I mean, I really enjoyed the Mark Hamill one because they talk. He talks so warmly about Star Wars. Yeah, and he talks about it as a fan. It's easy to forget that he's Luke Skywalker, but right. he has like all of this really intimate knowledge. Um, I just listened to the James Hetfield one because I had nothing else to do and I was homesick. Yeah. I don't know anything about Metallica. Right, and I was just kind of charmed to see that he's such a nice guy. Yeah, with some kids and a wife. Sure. Um, but as a fan, I really enjoyed Mark Hamill on on Nerdist. It's yeah, just, it's a good fit. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll listen to the Nerdist for Nerdist or or uh, Mark Maron for James Hatfield. That was uh, I didn't listen to James Hatfield on Nerdist. I oh, listened, you did? I listened to him on WTF. Okay, he was on both. Interesting. I wonder how that conversation will differ from Joe Rogan. So they were talking about a lot about like hunting and beekeeping and kind of his life in right. Vail, Colorado. It only takes so much, Joe Rogan. Yeah. 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 I who who is watching. Or who was listening to it that recommended it to me? I think Tom, Tom at work, was saying he, he liked the... He, he listened to the Nerdist one and said that was great and then told me to listen to the Joe Rogan one. But I might listen to the Mark Maron one. Because um, I do like Metallica. And Andy Richter was on You Made It Weird last week, and that was really good. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I also saw that and Yeah, didn't listen yet. That's a good listen. Yeah. I need to listen to a little bit more You Made It Weird. I really like 
Pete Holmes. Yeah, I just started mm-hmm. today's. I don't know the guy. When's his HBO uh, stuff coming out? Uh, February 17th ish, oh, okay. I think. And did you find his special yet? I downloaded it today. Oh, did I'm you? I'm gonna watch that. Cool. When Love. you leave, I'm gonna watch it. Sweet. Let me know how it goes. Okay. All right, I'm gonna leave. Okay, bye. bye. I never trust with me. Yeah.